I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation under God. One nation under God. Indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Biden, bitch, you acting like a tyrant All you do is keep on lying While Americans are dying I am a Christian man So I hope that God forgive me But I gotta empty all this energy This built up in me Let me keep the blunt jokes Hell fucking no Kiss my ass I walk up on the White House grass And tell you so no Don't think I'm playing Biden You should be ashamed But you wake cause you a coward What happened to say the name, huh? What happened to the USA, huh? All right, everybody, I'm Chris Reed, and welcome back to another episode of the Read Between the Lines podcast. Uh, This is probably going to be the most controversial episode we've ever had here at Read Between the Lines, because uh, racism is at the forefront of everything in this country, and we need to address it and get to what the real issue is. Uh, Like I said, this is going to be an extremely controversial, and it might be upsetting to some, and if you do get offended by all this, the only thing I ask is that you listen to the very end, And then you'll be surprised and you probably won't be as offended anymore. You know, I'm just here to get things out in the open and let you guys decide for yourselves. But this seemed like an interesting topic to me, so let's dive in and see where we're going. Uh, Since this is going to be a little more serious episode, there'll be no snippets or comedy at the end. Um, But I'm still going to have the Bag of Dicks Award because we can't go without that. So, with all that said, we're off. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six. Five, four, three, two, one, fire! In the streets of Chicago, you have videos of groups of African-American teens kicking passing cars, blocking the streets, and dancing on the hoods of parked cars. Philadelphia, you have videos of African-Americans that are destroying a Target store during a riot, just taking everything and destroying millions of dollars in merchandise. In Los Angeles, you have a video of two black teenagers in a clothing store stealing multiple pairs of true religion jeans and running over the store employee as they are exiting the store with the stolen merchandise. In Minneapolis, a video of a pizza delivery driver being confronted by black teenagers and they steal the pizzas from the elderly driver's hands and run off. And another video from the Louis Vuitton store in Chicago suburb where African-American teenagers stole $120,000 worth of merchandise. Now, I'm about to make some people mad, but as I see it, the black community is the weakest link in the United States, and it's time for them to step it up. You may say by me saying this, it is racist, or I have no right to talk about this, but the way I look at it, I've never shied away from saying controversial things, and I'm not going to stop now. This is the truth, and I'm saying this because in order for the black community to get the help it needs and to get on equal footing with the rest of the country, then they need to fix how they are perceived. And the only reason I'm saying this is not to come down on the black community or to spew racist rhetoric, but the only way to fix a problem is you have to actually diagnose what the problem is before you can actually begin to fix it, so I am diagnosing the problem. In all these instances I mentioned above, the one question I have is, where are these teenagers' parents? So the country sees black children out here acting like this plastered all over their TV screens, but then black people get mad when black children or black people are stereotyped as dangerous 
or people feel unsafe around them. If you don't want to be stereotyped in a negative light, then don't give people something to stereotype you about. Here is why I say the black community is the weakest link in the United States. They have the lowest household median income. Statistics also show the black community is the most obese race in the U.S. as well. 75% of black adults are either overweight or obese in this country, so three out of four people. Black men are about 6.5% of the population, and yet they commit about 50% of the murders in the country. Adjusted to the race percentage of the population, black people commit more crimes than any other race. Another aspect that leads to my theory is the African American culture. I know I am not the only one who is going to feel this way, but I will be one of the very few who will come out and say it, and if you don't like it, tough shit. When I go to a restaurant and when I'm I, when I go to a restaurant and when I get served the worst, it is usually by a black server, waitress, or person that works there. When you call customer service numbers and you can tell when it's a black person on the phone, right? And you're on the phone and a lot of times the worst customer service is coming from black people. A lot of waiters and waitresses do not prefer to serve black Americans. Why, you ask? Because black Americans usually come in with the most demands, want to spend the least amount of money, and they tip the least. They send stuff back, try to get stuff for free, and the, and the culture and the way they process and go about things has got to absolutely change. So we are going to continue to speak about the culture. A lot of African American culture right now is focused on inter entertainment, such as music and sports, and not necessarily around things like business, finance, learning or reading, and growing mentally. As a race, they really don't hold each other accountable. How often do you see black people shaming other black people about the gang violence that is happening? African Americans are one of the only races in the United States that will get up in arms about their criminals being mistreated. Here's a hypothetical example, and in the comments correct me if this is wrong. So go back to the teenager shoplifting the jeans I mentioned in the opening segment. So let's say the police were outside and the police caught them running out and they got into an altercation with the police and they ended up attacking the police officer. Because of this, the officer shoots, shoots one of them. We would then hear a lot of people in the black community coming out and defending the teenagers, talking about them being a pillar of the community and whatnot. The video I mentioned about the African-American teenager stealing the pizzas from the de delivery driver infuriates me watching them take advantage of this elderly man who needs to work because our government does not give enough to retired folks to live on, so they have to supplement their income in other ways, but that's going to be for another time and another place for that discussion. Uh, back on the topic, there are many black Americans still in the them versus white people mindset. Contrary to popular belief in the black community, white people are not out here to hold black Americans back or try to stop them from gaining any success. The problem is that so many African Americans don't want to realize that and accept it. And by me saying this, it is why I will be called a racist or I hate black people because I tell the truth because they're not looking at it from a what's wrong or what's right perspective and looking at it as a white versus black perspective. So they won't even listen to the truth or focus on bettering themselves because they're like, oh, he's against us, and then they just shut down. We can't really have a conversation about what's going on or what needs to be fixed if you're not on the right side. The cause, this causes kids to constantly grow up in the black communities. They're being told the system is against you, and white people are out here to get you and hurt you and harm you, and that's just not reality.
Now on to the next part, and looking it up, statistics vary, so let's just say 60-65% to 65 of black children are born into single-parent households. By and large, they are being quite careless and non-selective with who they choose to mate with. The children are par primarily raised by their mothers. There is a need for a masculine frame in the family, and without that, most of the times, the dynamic for discipline is not instilled properly. But even if they do have a father in the household... That man, more times than not, don't have good morals, good standards, good work ethic, good discipline. So how is he going to raise good children? You know, mothers can only do so much with discipline, especially when it comes to young men. And boys hit puberty and they start to grow up a little bit. A masculine frame is needed to keep these boys in check. So unless they have a real respect for their mother, they're going to need a man that can whoop their ass if needed to keep them in check. You don't rise to the level of your expectations you fall to the level of your standards. So we've discussed a few different things so far, but now let's look at it from a political side. As a whole, the African American community vote more with their emotions and not their heads. All Democrats have to do is go point at someone and say, he's racist, and they'll go line up at the booths and vote against that person when not knowing anything about the policies they represent. They say black lives matter, right? And with that being said, I don't see a BLM talking about all the gang killings that are happening in Chicago and New York, New Orleans, Philadelphia, but yet these are some of the areas with the largest loss of black life that is actually happening in the country. The moment a white cop kills someone, justified or not, BLM is up in arms, and then black people are behind BLM cheering it on. In addition to that, as a race, black people are talking about defund the police. Well, they absolutely should not defund the police, and there should actually be more police to stop the crime that is running rampant. If you had a kid that's misbehaving, you don't discipline it less, you discipline it more. Undisciplined children turn out to be brats. So now that we've gotten those subjects out of the way, how much of what is hindering the black community is actually systemic versus personal accountability? The vast majority of it at this point in the U.S. is personal accountability. There are no systemic barriers holding black people back from getting to where they want to be. There's just not any of those anymore. Was there in the past? Absolutely. And we all can agree on that. But currently there are none. I'm not mad or trying to attack the black community at all. I'm just trying to prove points. This is one of the biggest problems in the black community is they want to focus on the system. It's against them. It's held them back and is currently holding them back. Look at the system. If they would put the same energy into bettering themselves and taking personal accountability as they do into racism and focusing on the system, they would be far better off. So all that we've talked about so far is some actually pretty powerful stuff. And I'm sure some of you who've made it this far through the, the podcast have said, Oh my God, I can't believe Chris is this racist or man, a white person can't be saying shit like this. But here's where I'm going to blow your guys' mind. What if I told you the whole argument that I just presented weren't actually my words, but that of an African-American male? That's right, everything I just presented to you came directly from the mouth of an African-American saying what his community needs to do a better job at. This African-American's name is Jeffrey Mead, and I follow him on TikTok. He has several other videos like this on his account, and this was a six-part series he released on this subject. I just wanted to bring this forward because things do need fixed with the black community and the culture, and maybe this will shed some light on the subject, you know, that most of us white folks were just too scared to say. But that's what I'm here for, 
to say the things or bring forth the things that we're too afraid to say and discuss. So I bring them out and we get them out on the table. So now let's get to this week's Bag of Dicks Awards. You know, I know this has been a serious episode, but we can't let this award go to waste. Once again, we had a plethora of contenders as usual, but this week's winner is one of our very own here at Read Between the Lines podcast. Now this this week's Bag of Dick Awards is going to go to a friend of mine, Mr. Wesley Stewart. You tried to say nobody cared. You said they called my podcast garbage. Well, for this, sir, you can eat a bag of dicks. It's all in good fun, though, Wesley. You know, I work with Wesley, and this is what we do. We go back and forth at each other, as you guys are well aware of on the Facebook rants. But he's a good guy who means well, but I think his comments this week you know, made him deserving of this award. So enjoy, Mr. Stewart, your bag of dicks. Suck a dick, eat a dick, eat a whole bag of dicks. Suck a dick, eat a dick, eat a whole bag of dicks. Alright guys, that's all the time we have for this week's episode, and I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope I didn't offend you guys too much, and I hope you guys now understand where I was coming from with that. Uh, But until next time, you know, stay vigilant, stay alert, and as always, continue to read between the lines. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Fuck Biden, bitch, you acting like a tyrant, all you do is keep on lying while Americans are dying, I am a Christian man, so I hope that God forgive me, but I gotta empty all this energy that's built up in me, let me keep the Hell fucking no Kiss my ass I walk up on the White House grass And tell you so no Don't think I'm playing by then You should be ashamed But you wake cause you a coward What happened to say the name huh